0: Hello and welcome to the Becoming Your Highest Self podcast. I'm your host, Macy Renee, and we are going on a journey together, my friend. If you've been looking for a podcast geared towards your growth, self-awareness, navigating your brain's daily mind drama, and deep inner work to become your highest and best self, you are in the perfect place. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Becoming Your Highest Self podcast. I hope that you guys are doing well and that you've been enjoying the episodes that I have recorded so far. I've been getting some really great feedback, and I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you guys when you snapshot it, share it on Instagram, when you send me private messages, or when you just comment on my Facebook or Instagram to let me know that you're loving the content or that something hit really deep with you. I know that the last episode was really a big hit for a lot of people. So many people messaged me and said, oh my gosh, I am guilty of buffering. I do this. And what I love about it is now you know. So now it's in your awareness and now you can change that, right? You can start the journey of really getting to your highest and best self and changing some of the behaviors that you do because if you know that you buffer Whenever you don't want to feel your feelings, now you kind of know okay, if I want to know more answers to really discover who I am, maybe I should put down the phone. Maybe I shouldn't just eat when I'm bored. Maybe I don't need the drink to take the edge off. Um, not everybody is ready for that, but if you are, that is now available to you because buffering is in your awareness. Now, before we get started on today's episode, just some housekeeping. Um, First and foremost, I want to remind you that my coaching course, Inner Mastery, which is 12 weeks long, is going to be starting on September 4th. Um, The last day to enroll in that is August 31st, so we're approaching that time period, that time crunch, if you will, Um, and the reason that it ends on that day is because I have custom coaching workbooks I create for you guys, and then I have them printed and mailed to you so that we can use those by the time the program starts. Um, Again, it's 12 weeks. It's held all online via Zoom. It is amazing and transformational, so if you're interested in that, visit macyrenee.com, and you can enroll under the group coaching tab um, which is under let's talk coaching and then another order of business is to let you know that I will be doing a giveaway with a Kate Spade bag some fun goodies (sighs) for you rating my podcast so all you have to do to do this is go to iTunes subscribe to my podcast make sure you give it a rating and a written review the written review is the most important part so please make sure that you do that and then snapshot it let me know that you did it and you'll be entered to win and I'm going to draw the winner on September 1st. Okay so let's talk today's topic which is for the love of boundaries. We're going to be discussing why this is so important so that you can remain in good energy, that you feel like you have some life balance, and you are setting expectations for other people in your life. So why in the world do we need boundaries? Before we talk about what they are, let's talk about why we need them. So this is a concept that I learned several years ago from my coach. And she basically talked about how all of us in life operate through a manual. Now, this manual is different for every single person and what this means is we all have expectations for how we believe people should act and what people should do and what's appropriate and what is not appropriate and all of the things. And so to give you a very simple example of this, a lot of people have different manuals around time. Some people show up late to everything and for them it's no big deal. It's just who they are. That's a part of their personality and they feel like it's totally acceptable to show up late wherever you go, fashionably late, whatever. And then there are people who are always on time and believe in arriving at places at the time that it starts and you don't show up late. In fact, you get there early. So this is an example of manuals, right? For some people, hearing that other people run late will drive them crazy. For the people who run late, it might drive them crazy that another person has a manual about running early. I am that person that likes to run early. If someone says, be there at 5, I like to be there at 4.30, 4.45, um, my husband, on the other hand, is the opposite. If you say get there at five, his brain literally goes, "hmm, okay, I don't have to get there till 5:45. So as you can probably tell, we have some disagreements in our household around time, and it's because his manual around time is different than my manual around time. This also relates to the way that people raise their children. Everybody has a different, manual for how they believe children should be raised. And I witness this all the time because as you guys may have remembered from earlier episodes, is my background is pediatric occupational therapy. So I work in homes of Children that are from birth to age three, a lot of times I'm with first-time parents, but I'm also with parents that maybe have had five or six kids. And I can tell you that after working with over 200 families in my almost five years of doing what I've been doing, that every parent's manual is different. Just a side note, I had to throw in that plug, but every parent, parents differently. So when we get on the internet or wherever we're doing and we're shaming other parents for how they're raising their children, I just want to let you know from a lens of someone who spends visit by visit by visit in the homes of families and has done it over with over 200 families easy, Every single manual is different. So I'm always taking notes like in my mind of like, okay, I like the way this parent does this, and I like the way that this parent does this, and okay, maybe I don't want to handle this situation like they did. We all have manuals around everything in our life of how we respond, of how we operate, of what we believe, and this is what causes us to have some differences. It's what makes us unique, but it's also what can cause a lot, a lot of frustration in other people when they do not operate the way that we operate. And a lot of times what we try to do is control them so that they operate the way we want them to so that way they fit perfectly in our manual. But as you know, you cannot control other people so when these people do not operate the way that you operate, a lot of times it leads to sometimes disagreements or arguments or come-to-Jesus moments (laughs) And that is the importance of having boundaries. When you are are surrounded by people, and they could be your friends, your family, people that you're very close to, even your spouse, when you're with them, you may find that you feel like your energy is being drained. You feel like they are a vampire sucking the life out of you, right? Or there's some things that you just don't agree with or things that you don't want to do. And boundaries are put in place to set a very clear expectation of what is working for you and what is not working for you, and how you are going to respond if that behavior or thing continues. So let me give you a little bit of an example around this. Um, Going back to the time example... I was listening to a podcast years ago and she talked about how her friend would always arrive late and she was the early one. She liked to arrive early. Her friend liked to arrive late and so they would set up a coffee date or a lunch date and maybe the expectation was to get there at three o'clock. So she would get there around 245 and then her friend would get there at like 3 15 not text her not let her know like hey I'm running late she would just show up at 3 30 like it was no big thing and she started to feel very very annoyed and understood that the reason that she felt annoyed was because her friend has a different manual around time than she does but she did not like feeling like her time was being disrespected right and she did not enjoy the way that it felt to be sitting at a restaurant and have to wait and wait and wait without any clear message as to what time her friend was coming or if she was even going to show up at all now if any of you watched the housewives side note my husband would be cringing if he listens to this I'm such a real housewives of xyz fan on bravo it's kind of an addiction Vanderpump rules real housewives of beverly hills it's just, it's a guilty pleasure. I don't watch it all the time, but I love it whenever I do get to binge. However, (laughs) this made me think of one of the episodes where there was literally like a whole season of fighting around time. And it made me laugh because I know about like manuals and boundaries and whatnot. And so anyways, I digress. But going back to the example, her friend would always show up late. And finally she set a clear and powerful boundary, set her friend down, you know, it happened maybe two or three times and she was like, okay, this is just who she is and I don't like it and I like to be on time, I like for people to show up on time, Um, I can't control what she does but I need to set a boundary. So she sat down with her friend and she said, you know, here's the thing, I absolutely love you, I absolutely love our lunch and coffee dates but I have to be honest with you that you showing up late without texting me drives me crazy and I just have to be honest that if you decide that you're going to show up late which is your prerogative but you don't text me and let me know if it's more than 10 minutes I'm going to leave and I just want you to be aware so that you don't show up and feel offended that I am no longer at lunch or that I'm no longer at the coffee shop but I just need to let you know that I will leave. And it's important to know that when you are setting a boundary with someone that they understand your boundary. So I've worked with this with my clients a whole lot and the thing that has sometimes come up with some of my clients is like they're like well I set the boundary and I'm like okay how did they respond and they're like oh they they didn't because I didn't like. Say it directly to them that I was going to do this. And I'm like, you have to tell them the boundary. The boundary needs to be told and it needs to be very clear. And the way that that looks is if you continue to XYZ, I will XYZ. Or if you continue to not do XYZ, I will do XYZ. So if you continue to show up late without texting me and letting me know that you're running late and it's Three fifteen, I will leave and they need to kind of have that uh-huh I understand that's clear and it's not to be mean it is to protect your energy if it is draining you each and every time that you're coming to meet and each and every time that they're late it's important to know like you can't change their manual you can't control their manual you can't change people they have to want to change themselves and if they don't have a problem being late then what you have control over is setting a boundary and an expectation of if you do this, I will do this. And it's not because I don't love you, you know, it's just because this does not work for me. And I see this, you know, even in my job being an occupational therapist is sometimes parents have to set boundaries. You know, sometimes it's setting boundaries with grandparents. Sometimes it's setting boundaries with the babysitter, you know, or whoever is going to watch their child. And It's totally appropriate and acceptable. If they feel like they need to set a boundary, then they can do that. But here is another piece of this that I want you to be very clear on. Other people do not have to follow your boundary. Let me say it again for the people in the back. Other people do not have to follow your boundary. Would it be nice? Absolutely. But do they have to? No. So what happens whenever you set a powerful boundary and then they break it? Okay, what happens then? One, you're going to feel very frustrated. I guarantee you're going to feel very frustrated. I see this come up with my clients and I recently had this situation myself where I set a boundary, someone broke it, I reinstated my boundary, they broke it, and then I gave in to my boundary and then I was so frustrated that I wanted to throat punch innocent people who were talking to me that day. And I shared this in like my private rewired group, which by the way, women, if you're not in that, ladies, if you're not in that, not women, um, but ladies, if you're not in that, that is free to you. It's mindset coaching and sometimes I get in there and have random spiels of things And I happened to be talking about boundaries a few days ago and, you know, I was like, here's what I recognized. I recognized that one, I was buffering and two, I wanted to throat punch innocent people who were talking to me and being really nice and then when I sat with myself and stopped buffering, I realized that I was frustrated with myself for breaking my own boundaries. So back to boundary setting, when someone breaks your boundary, they are allowed to do that, which is very frustrating but what I tell my clients and what I try to drill into their mind is that the boundary is never, never for the other person. The boundary is for you. And when you set a boundary and someone breaks it, it is up to you to continue to follow through with the boundary you said you were you were setting with them. So going back to the coffee date example if Sally, and sorry if your name is Sally, I'm not picking on you, I promise, but Sally, if Sally shows up late every single time and then you sit down with her and you say, this is my boundary, you know, if you don't text me to let me know that you're running late and you show up at, you know, later than 3.15, I'm just letting you know I'm out. Like, I'm leaving and it has nothing to do with you, but I don't, you know, I want to have coffee on time. I want to have coffee at this time that we set So if you're late, if you're more than 10 minutes late, I will be leaving. And if Sally says, okay, cool, I understand, you know, I get it. And then the next time you all set coffee, 15 minutes goes by and Sally's still not there. Are you following through with your boundary? Do you get up and leave, right? Or if Sally comes in and she says, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that I'm late. You know, that's just who I am. I'm always late. Do you say, oh, it's okay this time? It's fine and then feel frustrated or do you say, you know, I have to just let you know that I'm running late now, my schedule's going to be a little bit behind, I can't stay but maybe five minutes or I can't stay at all and I have to leave. You set the boundary from the get-go and as long as they know that, when you decide to stick with a boundary that you have let them know of, they really shouldn't be mad. But if they're mad, they're mad. So the boundary is not so much for the other person, the boundary is for you, and it is your responsibility to follow through. Now I'm going to tell you just a little bit of a snapshot around what happened to me the other day. I had a situation where someone asked me to do something, and I told them no, and that no felt really good to me. And then they rebuttaled, and they, you know, kind of sweet-talked me, and then they asked me to do it again, and I said No. No thank you. And then hours later, this person reaches out to me again and is basically begging, please, it's not going to be hard, can you just do it? And I kind of fell back, to be completely honest, in a people-pleasing mentality, like I didn't want to disappoint, but also I kind of had this thought of, am I not allowing myself to grow and stretch Like, maybe I'm saying no because I'm uncomfortable, not because I actually just want to say no. So I started to kind of second guess myself. So anyways, I ended up saying yes. And this yes led to me feeling extremely overwhelmed. Very frustrated, very overwhelmed, super stressed out. And like I said, I started to have these feelings of like, I want to throat punch random people and this is not normal. It's not normal to be sitting outside thinking about things, scrolling on Facebook for six hours and then also when people talk to you feeling like you want to punch them in the throat. Like I'm sorry but that's not normal. At least it's not normal for me. And so I was asking myself like why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling this way? And then I realized it's because I truly did not want to do what I was asked if I could do. And that I really did mean my no. And because this person broke my boundary not once but twice, I all of a sudden fell in this people-pleasing behavior. It's still a work in progress, you guys. I'm a recovering people-pleaser. And I fell into the trap and I said yes and then I was mad. And at first, I thought I was really mad at them. Like I was infuriated at them. I was like, oh, Why? I can't stand when they do that. I can't, you know, I'm so mad at them. I can't stand it. And then I thought, the only person I'm actually mad at sitting with myself is me. And I'm mad because I disrespected myself. I broke my own boundary. I said no powerfully twice. And when that person persisted, I decided, okay, yes, I'll do it. And I didn't want to do it at all. And I was so mad, so mad at myself. And then that caused me to feel anxious and things that I didn't want to be feeling. And then here's the thing about when you break a boundary, then comes the hardest part, which is being vulnerable and speaking your truth to them when you no longer, like when you know this does not feel good to me and I actually can't follow through. And so I had to sit with myself for like two days. I just paced and fretted and completely just freaked out over having to confront this person and say, this does not work for me and I should have just stuck to my no. Like, it really doesn't feel good to me. I'm sorry that I said yes. I shouldn't have said yes. I should have just honored what my no was and went from there. And that the thought of that, like, how are they going to respond? Are they going to hate me? Are they going to be mad at me? Made me super duper uncomfortable. And so I was going to try, like I was wanting to try and avoid my truth. I wanted to continue to kind of people please, not because I actually wanted to do what they asked me to, but because I didn't want to feel uncomfortable. And this is what the human mind does. When you start to feel uncomfortable, it's usually because there's a truth that you're not being honest with. And I wasn't like honoring what my truth was with her. So I said yes, and then I was frustrated, and then it made things worse because I thought, okay, now I have to be completely vulnerable, go tell her the truth, and feel extra uncomfortable because then there's going to be judgment there. So, not honoring your boundary actually gets you in more of a pickle. So, I hope like that this is kind of helping you along like thinking of maybe who you need to set boundaries with and a lot of it comes down to like honoring your word to yourself and another concept that I teach my clients is honoring your word as law. So what this means is that when you say you're going to do something or that you're not going to do something that you honor your word as if it's an actual law. And there are repercussions if you break the law, right? And this helps you remain in integrity and it keeps you accountable. And what I did in that moment whenever I broke my own boundary was I wasn't honoring my word as law and I was extremely frustrated at myself and I really wanted to blame this other person for making me do it or making me feel bad or, you know, making me feel like a bad person if I said no and stuck to my no. And then I finally realized, like, actually my boundary needs to be honored I need to honor my word as law this does not feel good to me you know it's actually not saying no to grow like to growth I thought you know maybe I'm saying no because because I don't want to grow and stretch and then I realized after saying yes that that was not the case. I'm not saying no because I'm trying to avoid growth. I'm saying no because this is going to be more on my plate that takes way more of my energy and I want to show up as my best and highest self and making this decision and saying yes to please this person actually doesn't feel like it's coming from an authentic good place. So I had to reinstate my boundary and just stick to my word and honor it. So boundary setting is not always the easiest thing. And like I said, I have clients that are like, so-and-so, you know, I set the boundary and they broke it. And I'm like, okay, and then did you follow through with your boundary anyways? Point of boundary setting is that you follow through with your word. Are you honoring your word as law? Are you following through with your boundary? Did you do what you said you were going to do? Or did you back out? And that's a really important thing to get clear with Whenever you are setting boundaries, setting boundaries should feel like self-respect and whenever you follow through with your boundaries, it should feel very, very powerful. So after I went back to that person and I told them how I really felt and I was just honest, even though I had fear of what they would say when they replied, I just cannot tell you the weight that was lifted off of my shoulders from being truthful. And that's the thing, like you can't control other people's manual and you have your own manual of what you think is appropriate in the way that you operate in life. And I see this a lot of times too with relationships, like maybe you're sick of the way that he's treating you or the way that she's treating you. And you say, I can't do this anymore. If you continue to treat me this way, like I'm not going to stay or I'm going to leave or I am going to do this or I am not going to do that. And then they do it again because they can do that. You set a boundary with them. They break it. It's not their responsibility to follow through with your boundary as much as it is your responsibility to follow through with yours. So if you set a clear boundary of what the expectation was and they agree to it and then break it, it is 100% your responsibility to follow through with what you said you were going to do and honor your word as law. And the thing about it is if you set boundaries like that and then you don't honor your own boundaries, you're teaching people how they can treat you. We teach people how they can treat us by what we follow through with, by the way that we honor our word or by the way that we don't. So if you allow someone to break your boundary over and over and over again and then you're just kind of like, oh well, and you have this defeated attitude because you don't want to make them upset and you, you know you want to people please them so that they're okay and you don't rock the boat and at least you're not arguing well you're also teaching them how they are allowed to treat you and you're also teaching them that she doesn't follow through with the boundaries that she sets or he sets and so we can do this as many times as we want to because they don't honor their word and is that what you really want So if you're setting boundaries in your life, it can be really great for protecting your energy and having better relationships with other people and feeling like you're both winning because you're not asking them to change, you're allowing them to be who they are and operate in the manual that they want to operate in, just like you get to operate in the manual that you want to operate in, but at the end of the day, you both have protection, Because you are following through with something that either works for you or doesn't work for you. And that is the role and responsibility that we have in setting boundaries. I hope this episode helps you and I will see you guys next episode. Have a great week.